Welcome to Media in Minutes. This is your host, Angela Toole. This podcast features in-depth interviews with those who report on the world around us. They share everything from their favorite stories to what happened behind the lens and give us a glimpse into their world. From our studio here at Communications Redefined, this is Media in Minutes. I am so excited to welcome our guest today, Josh Davidsberg. Josh is a documentary filmmaker, owner of Lot One Films, and senior journalism lecturer at the University of Maryland. He began his career in television journalism, working for stations in Maryland and Florida. Over his career, Josh has won three national telly awards, as well as directed the acclaimed documentary, Queen of the Capitol. Hi, Josh. Welcome. Hey, Angie. Thanks for having me. This is amazing. It is so great to hear your voice. It's it's been way too long. (laughs) I know. We must tell everyone so that they know, but we went to journalism school together at the University of Maryland. Go Terps. Yes. Yes. And we started in television together in Salisbury, Maryland as television reporters. You were actually there first and helped me get the job. (laughs) So thank you. And I think we co-anchored the school show, didn't we? Yes, we did. We did together. I'll have to go through the archives and see if yes. I can find that. I've seen some photos there. <laughs> and that <laughs> seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it? It really does. It, it does. It, well, on one hand, it seems like a lifetime ago, but I still feel like I'm that age. So yes. <laughs> it's like time oh, hasn't passed, but. I agree. I'm definitely not the number that my uh, birth certificate <laughs> shows, <laughs> shows that I am. So we were definitely living the dream though, right? <laughs> yes. Yeah, absolutely. It was a different time. Yeah, it was. Do you think your first TV job there was everything you thought it would be? I think it was everything I thought it would be and a lot more. And you uh-huh. know, it's a small market. So like, you don't really, you don't really know, uh, what you're getting into, but, uh, you know, small market television is a lot of fun and there are a lot of problems and (laughs) a lot of the issues that we talk about today were going on back then still and even worse. And, but we loved it. I mean, it was like the best job in the world. If, if, if you could get it. It was, and our location being near the ocean. I mean, that was amazing. I had friends that started out in Billings, Montana, and we got to start 30 <laughs> minutes from Ocean City, Maryland. You can't beat that. Yes, yeah, secrets you on the weekend and the boardwalk. And yeah, you cannot beat it. It was great. <laughs> Not that there's anything wrong with Billings, Montana. It's just, no, no. Right, right. Or Alaska. I've had friends start there. <laughs> right, right. It just has nothing on Ocean City. No, not at all. So after we both moved on from that first TV job, you know, tell us a little bit about your next moves, which I know included other TV stations and even a few years in public relations. Yeah. So uh, actually my very first job was in marketing. I did marketing right out of school for Philip's Seafood Restaurant on the Southwest Waterfront. I was there for a year, but uh, about three months into it, 9-11 happened and they shut down the restaurant and I raced out, met up with my dad, who was a reporter and followed him around all day. And like that day, I just realized that like I had to be out in the field reporting. Yeah. And so that day I shot a couple packages with him. I edited them together or his photographer edited them together at the time. And that was my first resume reel. Um, first real resume reel. I had one from college, but this is the one that, that got me a uh, job offer. Yeah, that was a Baltimore and station, right? It was, yeah, yeah. It was WMAR. He was working for WMAR in Baltimore. Right. And I was, so went to Salisbury. I was there for three years. And then I went to Fort Myers, Florida 
And I was mm-hmm. in Fort Myers for exactly two years. And Florida, it was the great like second station kind of like master's degree in journalism. Tell me what not to do and what to do. It was a tough station to work for, kind of a, a grindhouse. Mm. And then after two years, I moved on and went to Baltimore. And I was at I was full-time freelancing at WBAL and Maryland Public Television. Yeah, amazing. And yeah. And then the market crashed in 2008 and they cut all of their freelancers. And right at the same time, I got a job doing PR for the Maryland Department of Natural Resources. Uh-huh. Um, I had never shot my own stuff before that. Like we were lucky. We kind of yes. missed. Yeah. We missed that yeah. one man band uh, kind of wave, right? Like I left Salisbury and then they started doing one man band stuff. Yes. I, I couldn't believe we were that lucky. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, that, it, yeah. It, it was the same thing in Fort Myers. I was in Fort Myers. I left Fort Myers and then they started doing one man band stuff. Okay. And then I got to Baltimore and the uh, WBAL's union and they're not going to go one man band. Um, right. And so I never, as a journalist, shot my own stuff. But when I was at uh, DNR, uh, Department of Natural Resources, I didn't really love writing press releases. That wasn't me. So I borrowed a camera from Maryland Public Television. I shot one of our press events. I edited together. This was like 2009. And so nobody was doing this kind of stuff. They saw it, even though the video looked terrible, they loved it (laughs) and started having me come do uh, more events and um, not come do more events because I was there. Right. But, you know, they would have me shoot more events and put it together. And then we got a Homeland Security grant to do a PSA. So instead of hiring somebody to do a P- PSA, yeah. we put that money uh, towards equipment. And I started shooting video for the Department of Natural Resources and handling the press at the same time. I was okay. I was the press contact. Um, I wasn't writing as many press releases, but I was still doing the normal, like connecting experts right, right. to, yeah. So Around a year into that, I got a job as an adjunct at Maryland, um, part-time teaching one class. I did that for about a year and a half and then a full-time position opened. And because I had the reporting experience and I had the shooting and editing experience, yes. uh, I think that's why they hired me. And I got a job teaching a class that used to be taught by two people, by a reporter and a photographer. And yes, <laughs> I'm teaching the class all by myself. And I've been doing that since... 2013. So almost 10 years. Wow. That's amazing. I was wondering how you got into video because you are a video production expert at this point. I and I it. wondered where that came from. Yeah. So, I mean, we did a little bit in college, like we, right, learned, right. we learned tape to tape and all that kind of stuff. And uh, I don't know if you remember. Wait, that but... makes us sound really old. When you say <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> tape to tape. So kids back in the day, we used to have two <laughs> tape decks and you'd have to hit buttons. Um, and if, if you got the wrong edit, oh, oh man. Uh, I don't know if you remember, but in Salisbury, there were a couple trips that some of the reporters went on. And I got to go on a trip to Estonia and um, Bosnia with the Maryland National Guard. I do remember that. And that might have were, been before I got there. Well, or, they were going to send a photographer and none of the photographers had their passports ready to go. Oh. So, so I was like, I'm not giving this trip up. I'll shoot it myself. Yes. And so that was the only professional shooting I did before I got to DNR. Uh, but I've always kind of loved photography and uh, videography. And it just, uh, when I got access to the camera, you know, like cameras have gotten so much cheaper now compared to what they were. Yes, yes. That like, you know, once I got access to a camera and I started shooting and editing, I love shooting and editing my own stuff. Uh, I do think that there needs to be a photographer uh, 
reporter team, but that's, uh, that might be a different topic. No, we can talk about that. It is extremely hard to do the role of a, of a reporter and photographer. Yeah. I mean, so it's, it's hard. You're you like something needs to go. And usually that, that ends up with some of the reporting, right? Mm -hmm. Like you can't do some of the reporting if you're also focusing on the shooting and editing and um, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then also it's, it's not really safe, right? You're sending yeah. these young people out into places where they shouldn't be with a ton of equipment all by themselves. Right. Like a drug out, shooting just happened. Or, right, right. Right. And you're sending them all by themselves. And yeah, there needs to be a broader conversation about safety in TV newsrooms. Yeah. Do you think we'll ever see that? I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, there's, there's been a couple tragedies recently, um, you know, a couple, a few years ago, there was the shooting on air in Virginia. And then, uh-huh. uh, last year it wasn't really a tragedy. I mean, um, it, that video went viral of the, uh, the young reporter who was hit by a car while she was standing on the side of the road. She was fine. Right. But right. I don't know if you saw that, but I mean, that just like, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg. Uh, yeah. it, it, there just needs to be a broader conversation about safety in, in newsrooms and one man bands and, and all that kind of stuff. Yes. I'm sure we could talk about that for a while. We could talk about that for hours. <laughs> <laughs> so let's talk about how you got into documentary filmmaking and are now a successful documentarian. <laughs> how did this come about? So uh, in college, I bought a copy of this documentary called Spellbound. And okay. it's this documentary all about the National Spelling Bee and it's got these amazing kids and it just like blew me away that like this is a movie right it's yeah uh and it was the first documentary that I saw that wasn't like the Ken Burns slow zoom in zoom out of the photos which there's nothing wrong with that but it just didn't pull me in um so you know I always kind of wanted to make movies I always loved journalism and I was always kind of looking for a way in in between both of those. And I never really knew yeah. how to, how to do that. And then when I started teaching it at, at um, Maryland, um, one of my students, uh, I taught an intro to multimedia class. One of my students went out and did a story about um, a drag queen because they have uh-huh. to do this like end of, end of the semester project where like it's basically a two to three minute documentary uh, on somebody who does something interesting or has an interesting hobby. And she right. found this drag queen in DC. And um, this particular class would like stay after class and just ask me questions about the business all the time. And at one point they asked me what else I wanted to do besides doing documentary or besides teaching. Right. I said, I always wanted to do documentaries. And the student said, well, why don't we do one on Muffy? And I was like, oh, that's a great idea. (laughs) And she set up a meeting. I met with Muffy. Um, so my documentary is Queen of the Capital. It's about a government mm-hmm. bureaucrat by day, drag queen crusading for charity by night. And we met with Muffy at Bentley's in College Park, which is like a local bar that's yes. been there forever. <laughs> it's and still open? Oh, yes. Oh, yeah, it's still open. <laughs> okay, <Yeah>. okay. <laughs> um, so we met there and Muffy told us about the Imperial Court and all this amazing stuff that uh, she does for the community. And like, I realized that uh, this wasn't just like a story about drag, but like an amazing person who does drag. Uh-huh. And so I was like, okay, this is a great documentary. So we started filming in September, 2014. We followed Muffy for a full year. She's a part of this group called the wow. Imperial Court, mm-hmm. which every year they elect an emperor and an empress to be their figurehead and to choose who they raise money for. And 
Muffy spent the year campaigning for Empress. And so that was, that was the documentary. And then we kind of weaved in and out um, the history of drag into the documentary. Uh-huh. And it was just an amazing experience. And I just, I, I caught the documentary bug. Yes. That was, yeah. And it was screened at film festivals across the country. Yeah. And also picked up for distribution on stars, which, is, which you can I still find it right believe. now, September, yeah. 2022. Yes. Yeah. It's, uh, we, we screened. So we had like a great film festival run going to film festivals. is kind of like the most amazing experience. Cause when you're doing TV news, you just kind of like put your work out there and you'll get some feedback. Yeah. Yeah. But, but watching not- a documentary in a theater and like people like laughing at the parts you want them to laugh at and being like really quiet in the parts that you want them to be quiet in. I mean, it's yeah. just, it was, it was an amazing feeling and yeah, I got the, I got the bug. And I think it's the ultimate journalism. I mean, it it is extremely hard to tell a story through only their voices too, literally through their voices, you know, through your interviews and. Yeah, it's, you know, it was a complete learning experience and I actually turned it around to a class at Maryland. So everything Mm -hmm. that I learned making Queen of the Capitol from like the pre-production and like coming up with a story idea and like doing all that kind of stuff to like the problems that we had throughout production to like distribution and getting it out there and trying to figure out marketing and crowdfunding. I, I turned that into a class. Now, now students are, uh, are learning from me and hopefully they won't make the same mistakes that I made. They'll go on and do even more successful stuff. That's amazing. What mistakes do you think you made? Um, (laughs) Oh, well, okay. So the number, the number one, my number one regret is, um, the matriarch of the drag queen community in DC. Uh, at the time we tried to set up an interview with her a bunch of times and she kept pushing us back and pushing us back. Wasn't feeling well, whatever. Yeah. Um, and then she passed away and we didn't Uh. get a chance to sit down with her. And there was, there was one time where we were at an event and, um, somebody was like, well, should we talk to her now? And I was like, I want to do like a proper sit down, well-lit interview. Let's get like something on the books, set it up. And we just never, never could. So my number one, my number one advice is if you can get the shot, take it. Take it. And I think that's true for like making a doc, like just starting a documentary too. I mean, anybody can do a documentary. We've got phones in our hands that are better cameras than when we were in school. Yes. Um, You could just, you know, you just got to go out and start shooting and like learn how to shoot, learn how to edit and all that stuff is online and uh, I can, you know, I can teach you, but you can also learn from all these different sources online that are, that are free and yeah, yeah. so much more than we had oh, when we were yeah. going through school. Yeah. It's amazing. It, it's incredible though. Like if you look at the curriculum that we have now, um, back when we were there, you either went into print TV or radio. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Right? right. That was journalism. Now now we can't even divide it up into tracks. It's basically like you graduate with a journalism degree because there's so many options out there. Like yeah. we have a motion graphics class and we have, you know, all these data classes and we've got all these investigative classes. Like we have classes that meet oh. in Baltimore and are just like out doing like, like social justice reporting and business oh. reporting. Can I go back to school? I know, right? <laughs> yeah. Do it again? Yeah. Like, uh, so these kids don't know how good they have it. Oh, I'm so <laughs> right? jealous. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you are working on documentary number two, right? I am. Yeah. So we are following a, um, 
We're following a Baltimore ballerina who spent her whole life studying male ballet technique. And then okay. in her senior year in high school, she came out to her family that she was transitioning male to female and is basically starting all over again from scratch. And she just got into college and she has to learn basically the format, the, the female uh, form of ballet, which is oh, completely wow. different. Yeah. It's not the documentary that we started, um, but this is what it's kind of evolved into. Um, the documentary that we started was we were following a group of Baltimore boys who were studying to become professional ballet dancers. And um, it was, they all went to the Peabody Music Conservatory, the prep program, which is one of the oldest and most historic ballet programs in the country. Yeah. And um, one of them kind of emerged as our main character. And then halfway through her senior year, she uh, announced that she's transitioned. And so we had to, we had to pivot as well. And um, yeah. You know, I, I think uh, we have a even more important story to tell. Wow, that's great. When do you think it will be? Oh, God. <laughs> Is that the worst question to ask? No, Can no, I no, no. <laughs> uh, no. So, I mean, the original concept for the documentary was like one year, right? Right. But when she transitioned, you know, we figured we have to kind of see this thing through. So um, she's at Towson University right now. Okay. Um, and so we kind of want to see how far she makes it, at least, you know, what her, what her first job is, or, you know, if, if she transfers to another school like that, that might be the ending too. So yeah. right now we don't have a, a date, but it could okay. be 2026 maybe. Okay. So yeah. when you're working on one documentary, do you ever start another or is it a I have, one at a time thing? I have a running list of like okay. ideas um, I have another documentary that like, I can't talk about yet, but it's kind of in the planning stages. Oh, okay. Um, and that would be a much, much shorter documentary. Um, and then I've got a couple shorts, like I've got a short that we just entered into film festivals. So we're waiting to hear back from that. And uh, the, like the very first thing I, I ever did kind of documentary style, I shot with a buddy and we just went out on, on a weekend and shot this this uh, race in Frederick that um, they do those old penny farthing bikes. They ride around, uh -huh. uh, they ride around Frederick and it's like an internationally known penny farthing. Really? Race. It's yeah. And so we shot a short documentary and just started entering that into film festivals several years ago. And that was like the first film festivals that we, we got into. Um, so, that so that's cool. up too. And I'd always like to kind of revisit that and, and uh, kind of see where they are. Yeah. I love that life of doing so many different things. I mean, I feel like it keeps it exciting and, and us enjoying professional life. You know, That's one of the beauties of teaching. I mean, I, uh, I love teaching. It is like, I wouldn't want to do anything else, but it also gives me the opportunity to do documentary and journalism. And, you know, yeah. I'm, I'm freelancing for Maryland public television and doing all kinds of stuff like that. What has been your proudest professional moment so far? Um, my proudest professional moment. I mean, it would either be screening at Slamdance or, or mm. stars. Um, and they kind of have two different proud feelings. So Slamdance is one of the biggest film festivals in the world. It's like an independent film festival that started as a um, Parasite film festival to Sundance. Okay. So it takes place in Park City at the okay. exact time, at, at the exact same time. Really? Yeah. Um, when, when Slamdance started, uh, a few other of these Parasite festivals started in the same 
place in Park City, but all of them kind of died out and Slamdance has kind of become like, they're like the big kind of punk rock film festival. Um, And so that was the biggest film festival we got into. And it was just amazing to be in Park City during Sundance at a really good film festival showing this documentary that I kind of like still couldn't believe we were at that point. And, you know, that's that like showing it, like screening in a screening room with a bunch of people. And this was, this was January, 2020, like right before COVID hit. Uh. Yeah. It's kind of like the end of that, uh, the end of our innocence. Right. Right. And then getting on stars. I mean, I still can't believe that it's got national distribution on a major cable platform. It just blows my mind. People have to pay to be a part of how did you do that? How did you accomplish that? So um, we lucked out. We got a really good distributor um, who really believed in our project and just kept pushing it. Um, And stars at the time was trying to expand their LGBTQ uh, library. Yeah. And our distributor heard that and went back to them and put pitched them again. And, you know, all of the other documentaries that were at Slamdance uh, have not gotten the same national distribution that we have. And that's just because wow. we have this phenomenal distributor who, you know, has done great work, work for us. That's great. So what do you wish you would have known 20 years ago <laughs> that you know now? <laughs> um, you know, I always loved documentaries and I don't know... I, I wish I had known how to put one together then and like mm. how to access the equipment and get started then. Um, I think that's, that's my only, that's the only thing I, w- I wish I had known. I mean, there, there's a ton yeah. of things that like, I wish I learned in journalism school that now I get to teach my students, right? Like yeah. I, I wish we had more practice doing live shots in school, um, which they get a lot more of now. Like our, right. students, our students have live use, right? Like, yeah they can do live shots in their, in the newscast. Like we couldn't do live shots in our newscast. No, it's amazing. Yeah. Um, like I wish I had known uh, a little more about like navigating uh, the business when it comes to like finding jobs and that kind of stuff and which stations to really look at. But, you know, I wouldn't give up my career path for the world really. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So in your opinion, I do have to ask, what are some of the best documentaries we should be streaming right now? Ooh, besides I, Queen of the Capital. Or- yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love this question. Um, so my two favorite recent documentaries are um, Boy State and uh, Minding the Gap. Boy State is all about this camp that the American Legion puts on in every state called Boy State. They have Girl, Girl State too. And it's basically like a mock election. And so the documentary Boys State, which is on Apple TV, takes place in Austin. And it's like the Texas Boys State. And it just follows, it, it follows these boys. And it like looks at our American political system in this one little election, this mock election, right? Run by high school boys. And it does it in this like really subtle way. And it's really, really good. Uh, it was at Sundance. Um, okay. All, all that kind of may have been nominated for an Academy Award. I'm not sure. Um, and then Minding the Gap is all about uh, domestic violence, but it's framed around skateboarding. Um, hmm. So it follows uh, the, the filmmaker and a few of his friends um, kind of as they grow up and whether or not they're able to like break the cycle of domestic violence. And uh, that one was also nominated for an Academy Award. 
And, you know, I, I explain that one to my students and then I make them watch it. And they're like, I never, from like the way that you described it, I never thought I would (laughs) like it, but they all, they all love it. Okay. We'll have to include links for more, for how to find them definitely in the show notes. And I have one more, um, this documentary that screened at Slam Dance with us, a phenomenal indie documentary. It's called Bastards Road. Um, it's all about a Marine uh, veteran who comes home from the Middle East. And the way that he deals with his PTSD is he walks across the country. And so it oh, like wow. follows him as he walks across the country. And uh, it was an awesome documentary done by a Maryland filmmaker as well. Um, and I can give you all those links too. Please do. Yeah. Thank you. And before we go, fun fact for everyone, your wife is also a journalist. And yes. she covers space for Mashable. Mm-hmm. So yes. I have to know what it's like having two journalists living under one <laughs> roof. <laughs> uh, I get great feedback on my work. That's uh, great. <laughs> I, I have a live-in editor. Yeah. And, uh, you know, she her copy editing is impeccable. So uh, I don't have that skill. And so she we complement each other very well. That's wonderful. I can say this is a former journalist. I was thinking like two people that know everything. Might be <laughs> Not that saying too. you do, yes. but that's just no. my thing. No. That is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. So if you're interested in documentary filmmaking and or video production, you must follow Josh's TikTok account at <laughs> Lot One Films. How else can our listeners connect with you online? So I'm on Instagram at uh, J Davidsburg or at Lot One Films and um, Twitter. Uh, at J Davidsburg and lotonefilms.com or queenofthecapital.com. Great. Yeah. Thank you so much for talking with us today, Thanks, Josh. Thanks, Angie. I cannot wait to see what you do next. <laughs> Thanks. This was awesome. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Thank you. That's all for this episode of Media and Minutes, a podcast by Communications Redefined. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe to our show. We'd love to hear what you think. You can find more at communicationsredefined.com slash podcast. I'm your host, Angela Toole. Talk to you next time. Music.